Hey everyone, welcome to Jams, the podcast where I invite a friend on to talk about an album of their choosing. This week, Brandon, also known as Gentle Ghost, stops by to talk about one of the greatest albums from the 90s, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, by the one, the only, Red Hot Chili Peppers. We discuss our mutual love for the chilies, how Brandon's love for the band influenced his own songwriting process, and what separates this album from the rest of their discography. Also, this episode was recorded at the Bella Vista Hotel, so thank you for them for allowing us to use their podcast studio. Alright, this is going to be a fun one. Let's cut to myself and Brandon talking about blood sugar sex magic. Okay, can we start now, I guess? <laughs> yeah, we should start. We should start now. Okay. This isn't our note. We're not... You can't use a generic theme song when we have Brandon's amazing song as our intro anyway. This is that Brandon? This is that Brandon. This is I'm Brandon, Brandon. Also known as Gentle Ghosts. Gentle Ghosts in the building. Let's go. Ooh. Oh, he's so spooky. <gasps> He's come prepared. What's I'm it? scared. <laughs> I peed my pants. Is there a bathroom? <laughs> nah. So we finally have you on the podcast because I've been using your song at this point for six episodes. <laughs> so I appreciate you for letting me use your song and in I the first place. I appreciate you putting it on. Oh, it's of just, course. It's just cool. Oh, yeah. yeah no, it's great. I'm just happy to be here. I, I was looking for a song for months and I was stressing about it for so long. And then I came along. And then you came. Well, who are you? <laughs> My name is Brandon. <laughs> also known as Gentle Guy. I mean, my imposter syndrome makes this hard to believe, but yep. intellectually, yep. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so I have a co-host today. We have, a, we have a third person here, which is the first time on Jams, because we have three microphones, because we are recording this episode at the Bella Vista Hotel. Oh, thank you to them. So thank Shout you to them. out to the Bella Vista Hotel. Thank you so much. This oh. is an amazing setup. and They're, they're all cheering out there for us. Woohoo! Cheer button, I'm pretty certain. Uh, thank you, staff at Bella Vista Hotel, for applauding us. <laughs> They're laughing at us. They're laughing at Are us. Are they laughing now. with us or at us? It's uh, hard to tell. It's hard to tell. <laughs> and yeah, my co host is Bailey or Ball or yeah. what do you want to be called? Booba. Booba. <laughs> Booba. Uh, I don't think I'll go by Booba. I'm going to save that for another stage in my life, I think. <laughs> Saving the best till last. That's it. Yeah. Last leg of your journey of life. I was going to say my tombstone. (laughs) No one will have ever called me that before. (laughs) Like we're trying to find your gravestone. (laughs) I'm sure it's around here somewhere. (laughs) Why does it say Booba? (laughs) Who's Booba? (laughs) So yeah, you're you're the co-host today. So you're going to be doing some epic button pressing. Yep. Audio Um, leveling. Yep. And Uh, some, here we go. Sad trombone. Now, when will you use that button? Uh, when necessary. When necessary. So yeah. when we bring up something sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's yeah. been. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna follow up this. The previous episode, I believe, was all yeah. about cancer. Yeah, uh, it was. It gen- yeah, it was. And this what one, was the album. Ah, uh, hospice. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, hospice. I was gonna say, like, did you start off with like Macklemore's the thrift shop, and, like <laughs> somehow segue to cancer? No, no, just somehow got our Man, way. That's there. how. That sounds like a heavy episode. <laughs> how was that episode? Last episode. I mean, actually, the the audience would know how that episode was unless they're not listening in chronological order. In which case, go back. Yep, that's it. Episode one. Episode one. Then episode two. Mm-hmm. Three, four, five. Yep. And then continue. And then you're here. And then continue. <laughs> and then continue. <laughs> and don't homework. stop. Do your homework. <laughs> Do your homework before you listen to So, James. audience, tell me, how was the last episode? How did, how did you find it? Was it heavy or not? Was it? And we'll wait for that response yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, so we're done now. Okay, great. Thanks for coming on, everybody. We're going to wait for that response. <laughs> you, oh, you found a moment. You found a moment for it. Good job, boy. I don't think it was appropriate. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> 
So um, this this is exciting because first off, there's three of us here, and this is a great time. Also, I am talking about the red hot chili peppers on my podcast. Yeah, it's scary. This is yeah, this is terrifying, but also <laughs> so exciting because I've been wanting to talk about the chili peppers of every episode since I started. Yeah, I just want to talk about the whole discography. I feel like I could have just been the whole podcast. Yeah, and I feel like that would get a bit boring. <laughs> not to and us though. Not to us. Not, not to, not to us. me and you at least. Yeah. Maybe maybe to ball after a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. You would get yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, because the guest always uses the album, like I don't have any say over it. Yeah. So when I was talking to you like last week and you were like chili peppers, blood yeah. sugar, sex magic, I was yeah, gobsmacked it was because meant I was to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from the first moment. Yeah. From the first moment we interacted on Instagram, yeah. I was like, it needs to be this. Yeah. But then after I was like, nah, like Surely I can think of something else. Yeah. But like you said, all roads lead to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like there was no choice. It It was like the universe had decided, like I had to choose this album. I was just trying to fight the natural cause, (laughs) the natural course of events. Yep. And when I just let go and let nature take its course, Mm -hmm. this is where we are. And that feels like a fitting way to kind of introduce the album because that's what I feel like when I listen to the album. It just feels like a group of people who just let go right completely yep um and just let loose mm-hmm. in and let their weirdness come out let their idiosyncrasies and chaotic whatever it is just come out unfiltered in the most ridiculous way possible that's how yeah. i feel listening to them and just embracing just letting things flow naturally mm. yeah do you think that like was especially prominent in this album or do you think that was more a chili peppers thing in general i feel i feel like it was i mean i think it's always been about their personalities they've always kind of been people that just embraced who they are yeah and just like stood on that you know like i am this and just really like stood firm in that but i think this album especially um given that it was the first time that the producer of the album gave them the full kind of control to do whatever they want because every album before that, like their first album, their producer had a very specific idea of the sound in mind and they kind of went along with it. Second album, George Clinton, very specific idea. Third album and then the fourth album, Mother's Milk as well, wanted them to become like some metal kind of punk band. But then Rick Rubin comes in, the maestro of meditation and just letting things flow and he's like, what if... What if they just did whatever, you know? And it was almost like the, the 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 Chili Peppers were like the band that everyone knew had potential, but no producer knew how to like make the most of that potential. And they all came in with their own ideas of what that potential should be. Mm. And then he came in and he was like, nah, their potential is me just stepping back and them just being them. And that was the thing that kind of unlocked them. And I, I, I feel that so much when I listen to the album, I just feel this sense of just like, just them just letting loose and it just feels so unforced. It feels so natural and it just feels so otherworldly as a result. And that's, yeah, that's, that's the main thing that's kind of sticking with me at the moment when I listen to it, because that's just kind of personally a place that I'd like to be in life because I feel like, and I don't know if you guys relate, but I feel like my mind is my worst enemy in, in all things. Like the more I overthink things, the worse things get like, Thinking is terrible, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some cases where thinking is good, yeah. but there's a lot of cases where it's not good, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you just think yourself to death. Yeah. But if you just trust yourself and you can just let go of that and just let the process happen, special things can happen. Yeah. So that's kind of what I feel when I listen to the album right now, just that importance of just trusting yourself and just letting go. 
Yeah, I think that was definitely, yeah, so prominent in this album because of they had so many albums where they were being more restricted. This is the first time they were able to just be themselves. Mm. And so they were just living in the house for the entire record as well, like where they produced it basically. Yeah. And recorded the whole pro- yeah, the whole, the whole album just in this one house. Yeah. And they were just with each other the whole time, except for Chad who didn't stay in the house mm. at all times. But besides the point, they <laughs> were like, yeah, together all the time and just with Rick Rubin and just like, they didn't have to do anything else besides make this album and yeah. be free. There yeah. was a person who would go and do their laundry, do their <laughs> shopping for them, do all these random normal things. Yeah. So the five of them, including Rick, would just exist in this house yeah. and just make music and that was it. Like yeah. it would have been very freeing, I think, to not yeah. have any restrictions and just make the music exact, exactly the way they yeah. wanted to, you know? And it sounds like that. It sounds like listening to it, it sounds like... There's this whole world that they're just living in yep. with that, uh, with that, with this album. And I don't know if you feel this way, but like people, like obviously the Red Hot Chili Peppers have become a bit of a meme of like, oh, they sound down California. Yep. But I feel like listening to this album, they've never made an album like that album before, and they've never made an album like it after. Mm. And I don't even mean like an album as good as right. like what does good music even mean? But like just yeah. the feeling of that album. Mm. like I don't think they've ever touched that feeling maybe like little moments yeah but like before or since then so I don't even know what it is about this album like it almost is beyond comprehension to me I'm like I don't I don't know what's going on here but it just feels so different from anything else they've ever done Mm. and they as a band already sound so different from any other band in the world like what other band sounds like the Red Hot Chili Peppers they're just so themselves yeah to the point where I don't even know. I'm just like, I'm just confused. And they're probably confused as well. They're like, what? You know what I mean? Like, what Like what even? What even is it? You know, like, how do you even, how do you even conceptualize it? You know, it's not just like funky music. It's like, it's more than that. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of funk in there though. There's a there there is a whole lot of funk <laughs> in this album. I, I was listening. I, I've never listened to the whole thing through before this week. And yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised. Like every every other song, like every second song, yeah. it's just a big old funk town. <laughs> no, no, that's true. That's and true, I, like I was, yeah. I was a little bit surprised, but I really liked it. Yeah. Like, like I don't know. I had this because I, I know the Peppers, but I, ha- I haven't listened to everything. And yeah. you just kind of have this kind of idea in your head about what they sound like. Yeah. And then you start listening to this. I'm like. They do sound like that, but then every other time it's a big old funk fest, and I, and I really liked it. Oh wait, that, okay, so, so that's interesting. So, yeah. so in your mind, those times where it was a funk fest, that, that sounded that, different. To that me. sounded different that's, to what yeah, you. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, what, like, what songs feel like the Red Hot Chili Peppers to you, and which of them, like, you know what I mean? Like, which are the ones that you're listening to? You're like, oh yeah, that's like that's the that's the band that I know. Um, do you remember? Well, starting off with um, was the Power of Equality. Mm. Yeah, like that That starts off and I'm like, this is very Peppers. And yeah, then it yeah. just kind of jumps off from there. And then there's Funky Monks, which is just <laughs> big funk. Yeah. Big funk, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but as I was going through, I'm like every other one, like it felt like it was breaking it up, like every second mm-hmm. song. And yeah, I still, I've only listened to it like three times yeah. now. Yeah. Um, that, was a good, that was a good point. It is, yeah. I feel like it is, it does have a lot of the funkiest music yeah. that mm. they've had 
maybe from that point onwards, like it definitely kind of reduced the amount of just like funky music and the placement of those funky songs. Sometimes it like the, the funky monks, it always makes me laugh whenever it starts. Yeah. Cause the song before is I could have lied yeah. and it's like the most like gut wrenching song in the album. And he's like, I could have lied. I'm such a fool. Yeah. And the guitar's like, yeah. it's like, so like I'm picturing them like on the floor, like crying, like yeah. making this song. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if it's that one or if it's Mellowship that oh, follows it. Either way, funny. it's yeah, and it's same after breaking the girl, break yeah, 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 and then into Funky Monks, right? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. breaking the girl, Funky Monks. Yeah, 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 break, yeah. And breaking the girl's like <gasps> twisted and turned, <laughs> breaking the girl, yeah. and then it's like. it's just like the placement is so like it's just so complete opposite it's like they it's like they went there a little bit and they're like no 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 no. let's get get funky let's let and i feel like that's bailey's role on this podcast yeah like when i'm going too deep into like the spiritual meaning of the red hot chili peppers yeah Yeah. i feel like it's bailey's role to pull me out because if i go too deep i don't think i'll ever come back (laughs) (laughs) this will be the longest podcast in history yeah it's you need to sample like funky monks so like when i'm too deep You just press the bang. Okay, yeah, we we just go on vibe. We're just funking. (laughs) We're just funking it up. (laughs) Funk break, you know? Hell yeah! (laughs) Oh, Bailey, did you like the did you like the funky stuff more or the or the typical? I think I I enjoyed the typical stuff more, and like that was more of the stuff I'd heard before. Yeah, like there were a lot of them that I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard this, Mm. but like I'd never listened to it in the album Mm. before. I don't often go through like album yeah. start to finish yeah so that that's more of my knowledge of peppers is just like hearing it in passing yeah, mm. yeah. so but I, I like the funk i'm a big fan of funky times like it's it's just fun yeah. <laughs> funkalicious yeah. we should make him a playlist of all the funkiest moments of chili peppers yeah <laughs> all the discography of just all their funkiest songs yeah. that'd be great <laughs> how, do, how do you how do you feel about the funky moments on blood sugar sex magic i really enjoy him i I, that's why that's why I love Chili Peppers to start with. I yeah. think those, those funky like free moments of flea flea and just chat, especially like that rhythm section. Yeah, just going at it. Yeah. It is just uh, the the connection that they have, especially again with John as well. Yeah, like they're just so tight and they all just like it's like there's one brain working. Yeah, when they're just doing the instrumentals, like yeah. it's like they're all just on the same frequency yeah. and they just know exactly what they're gonna do next. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. It's yeah, especially on this record as well. You can hear the connection so clearly. And it's amazing listening to like hearing about when that first started. Like mm. I was listening to a podcast um, <clears throat> where they were talking to Rick Rubin about how they, how they first met Chad, like the first session. Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah. 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 That story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just like, the, the f- like, I think, I think it was this whole thing where like, they were kind of put off by this guy who like came from like, I don't know, Detroit or Detroit, something. Yeah, Detroit, with, like yeah. he had this full kind of like rock metal do up and everything. Yeah. Long hair. Bandana. Everything where yeah. the Chili Peppers were so like, oh no, nah, we're, we're different. You know, we're punk. We're like, yep. we're from Hollywood. Yeah. But then, the, like that first session, the moment they started playing, like I think Anthony Kiedis said, like after that session or during the session, like he just couldn't stop, like uncontrollably laughing. He was just running around the room, hysterical. Like there was just <laughs> yeah. something yeah. in that room. The moment that those people came together, yeah, that was just so undeniable mm. and just beyond. Yeah, yeah, just beyond any thought. Like it's not like they sat down. Like okay, mm. I'm gonna lay down like some funky beats, and yeah. then you're gonna be like boom, 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 yeah. boom. Yeah, like you said, it just yeah, it just happened. They just let it was just like 
I don't I don't want to keep bringing everything back to sex. It is blood sugar sex magic, yeah. but it is almost like sex in a way. Yeah. It's like it's two people coming together yeah. that it's just a, a chemistry that's either there or it's not there. Mm. And in the case of them, it's there. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe they were having some hot sex during. <laughs> that. Maybe, maybe that's maybe. the secret of blood sugar sex magic. That's I don't it. know. Isn't I don't know. Maybe that's where the chemistry comes from. That's why it's so funky. Yeah. <laughs> How good is Red Hot Chili Peppers? You know what's also good? Brianna's lovely music, of course. As Gentle Ghost, he has released two amazing songs so far. Those being Puzzled, the epic theme of jams, and About You. These songs are streaming now, so what are you doing? You best go to his link tree at linktr.ee slash gentleghosts and check out his songs. And if you're feeling extra generous, give them both a cheeky review on Triple J Unearthed. Also, if you're enjoying Jams, feel free to give it a rating on whatever platform you use. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, and I think on this album as well, I think this is the one where Flea, because even on Mother's Milk, you could see, because that was the first album with the four of them, with John Fashante mm. and Chad. But on this album, you can see that Flea has toned it back a bit. Like there is a lot of the funky songs, but oh yeah, on the slower songs, you can see that he's leaving gaps between his notes. Yeah. And like when you look at his early discography on the last four albums, yeah. it was hard punk bass lines, like yeah. just slamming it like completely. Yeah. So it's good that he's sort of learned in this album to... Like not tone it down completely, clearly, but like to an ex- to a point where you f- you get songs like "Breaking the Girl," where yeah. like that wouldn't have happened on any earlier album yeah. because of the dynamic that at least Flea and the band might have had, where yeah. it's like we got to go, go, go. Like this is like we got to fucking gun it basically. Yeah. And as that's maybe where Chad came in or anything like that, where it's like they've toned it down a little bit, where they found a this album especially had a very good medium between the two. Yeah, and it's like yeah, as Bailey was saying when he listened to it, like he could he could know the difference between the, like the fifty fifty and the fifty split between like yeah, like the generic sort of slower maybe Chili Peppers type of vibe to yeah. these up uptown like funk sort of like beats. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it was. It, I think that's one of the reasons why this album is so good because there is that nice medium. Yeah, like it's a very happy like middle ground. Yeah, I feel you. It's it's so interesting. Yeah, talking about Flea toning it down. I just want to know why that is. Like I've I've mm. like some things I've heard um recently. Yeah. Like I think one thing was hearing Rick Rubin um oh actually seeing in that Funky Monks documentary. Yeah. Um them recording under the bridge. Yeah. And um and Flea's just like boom boom ba down 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 and and um Rick Rubin's like, "Hey Flea, what if you just went like boom?" Boom. Yeah. But then there was also this other thing that it kind of throws a spanner in the works mm. with my working theory that the album is kind of like the embodiment of people just letting loose. It yeah. was like this little snippet of an interview yeah. um, with Flea after the album was released. And he was saying that like the reason he didn't do slap bass on the album, except for like one or maybe two songs was because Kim Gordon, the, the singer or something of Sonic Youth, this other 90s band, um, kind of made this comment that like white men had taken like funk music and turned it into this like bro jock kind of like aggressive thing. Oh, wow, yeah. And and in the interview he was like, oh yeah, I I I didn't do the slap bass on this album because I didn't want to I didn't want to like perpetuate that anymore. And I love Kim Gordon, and I just found that really interesting because it just it just reeked of like. Not, maybe not self-doubt, but just like a sort of self-awareness yeah. or um, self-censoring mm. that kind of goes against the whole working theory that I had that the album was just like pure expression, you know? Yeah. Like maybe there yeah. were elements of them actually being like, hey, I want to do this thing, but I'm not going to because I don't want to give off this vibe or I don't want to 
do this or don't want to do that. So may, like maybe it maybe it's not this pure kind of free thing. Maybe there is also an element of of doubt within that. And maybe that's just all music in general, you know? Maybe there's always going to be some level of doubt or some level of self-awareness or some mm. level of overthinking, like yeah. a restraint. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's a maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Like right. maybe maybe the best music comes from a balance between just the unfiltered energy and some level of like awareness. thinking and awareness. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. But that, that just kind of, when I, when I read that, I was like, whoa, yeah. that's so hard to picture that flea, <laughs> the basis of the red hot chili peppers would not slap bass because someone said that it was too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone made some comment yeah, in an interview yeah. that he would then change his whole playing style for an album, which is like what w- probably their most like famous album of all time. Mm. It's just, it's just crazy to imagine. Especially if Flea at that age now, like you'd probably hear something like now in like 2022, like you know, after we had I'm With You and The Getaway, where it's a lot more like there's not barely any slap bass in yeah. those albums. But back in here, this was like what, 91, this album? Like yeah. Flea back then, like, yeah, just came off. He's massive. He was known as that guy who like revolutionized slap bass with his techniques. Yeah. Like he was like the pioneer in that regard, like the way he played it. Yeah. Yeah. So for him to like go in, like knowing that reputation and still being like, well, no, I'm going to go and do something else. Yeah. When he was this young still yeah. is surprising. Like yeah. That, yeah. I didn't know that at all. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why he didn't slap bass as much yeah. on his album. Yeah. I, want, yeah. I wonder how much, yeah. Like maybe, maybe part of it was just his own. Yeah thinking as well but it's interesting just because the only things i've heard is from outside influences yeah either like rick rubin being like minimize minimize your playing or yeah. him hearing this other thing like yeah. it's just interesting because it goes against the idea that he was just kind of letting himself mm. be as he was yeah which is which is interesting but i i think that's one thing i've learned about to to kind of segue one thing i've learned one thing i've learned in my long many years of fandom with the red hot chili peppers yeah is not to put people on a pedestal too much because I definitely, I grew up, they were all my heroes growing up. John Frusciante was the reason I learned to play guitar. Yeah. Flea was the reason I bought my first bass. Mm-hmm. I'd play all the Red Hot Chili Pepper songs constantly. Like even Anthony Kiedis's way of singing has influenced me. Um, and when you're that deep in the kind of Red Hot Chili Peppers obsession, like I used to spend every day on the Red Hot Chili Peppers forum, like, like I'll be at school in class, like on the forum, like talking to people, like looking at the latest set lists that, that, that yeah. they played. I'd go home, do the same thing, like every day, racked wow. up like thousands and thousands of posts. But when you're so deep into that, you kind of build up this picture that all these people are like mythological figures. And then the, then you you kind of get older and you, re, you find things that kind of Contra- maybe contradict yeah. those things. Mm. And then you try to you try to reconcile it. And that was kind of something that I've kind of been having to deal with the past maybe year or so, just kind of having maybe a more increased awareness of some of the stuff that particularly Anthony Kiedis was doing um, when he was younger. And then how, how does that then reflect on the band and their like decision to maybe not address those things or not confront those things like potentially to this day, and it's a tricky one because at the end of the day, you don't, you don't, you can't know where someone's at. You know, you can't make assumptions of w- like where someone is with their own journey of accountability and responsibility. And people do things in private as well. But there's definitely been an element of like, okay, I need to not put people on a pedestal because everyone I put on a pedestal 
lets me down to some degree because we're all human, you know, like yeah. Kanye West is another example. Yeah. I love Kanye's music, but there's been so many, so many things have happened mm. that have made, like the, that have made me go, okay, you're like, you're not this perfect godlike person. I definitely shouldn't idolize you or anyone because mm. we, we all have problems, you know, we all have, we all go through difficulties. Mm-hmm. That's one big thing that I've kind of been going through with the Red Hot Chili Peppers is just trying to like, trying to let go of that idea of idolizing people that you look up to and just being able to accept them as they are, as the flawed people that they are or were or could be and kind of apply that to everyone. It's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. Especially like that would be so easy to fall into when you like the connection that I got to say, completely to say like we both have chili peppers that we love this band. This band means a lot to both of us, like this has been, you know, especially like I have never had a connection with the band like this and I probably never will. Yeah. Like I, I, I listened to I'm With You the first time and yeah. then that was it. Yeah. Like I, I was off. Yeah. And so I, you know, when you love a band like this and you like, you listen to them all the time and you feel like you know them. Yeah. It's so hard not to put them up on that pedestal. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you put them on that pedestal? Even subconsciously that you're yeah. making this music that you love and you have this connection to. Yeah. How can they be a bad person? Yeah. How can they have any flaws if they can make this beautiful piece of work? Yeah. You know, I gotta yeah stop putting these people in this high pedestal because it's never they're never gonna stay there. Yeah. Putting them on a pedestal is unfair for yourself and them yeah. <laughs> because no one yeah as you were saying no one's perfect. Everyone has these flaws, and the sooner you like you accept that, it's like yeah they made this a beautiful albums that I love so much, but they're still not perfect people. They yeah. have views we don't agree with or actions that we don't agree with. Yeah. But still accepting that and saying well that's still okay. I still love this band even yeah. though that they are flawed. Yeah. I think that's a big journey especially when there's like a connection yeah like what we have with chili peppers yeah it takes a long time and it's not natural yeah and um especially even like little things like john frusciante i love john frusciante i think his fucking music is amazing the i think he's one of the greatest guitarists of all yeah. time i can't confidently say that but personally i don't think i don't know if he'd be the greatest person in the world yeah. to talk to like just little things that make me angry at least yeah. is that i love josh's era with chili yeah. peppers i think that is very very strong two albums or three albums if i'm beside you yeah. adding that and so john's come back and he's acting as if that never happened he acts like the songs of dave navarro never happened yeah. where it's like all this beautiful music and he just doesn't want to bring it up yeah. he doesn't want to he just acts as if when he chili peppers only exist when john fashante is in the chili peppers yeah. which for a lot of the fan base or like a, a lot of people that's fair that's a fair assessment but yeah. that's not the case yeah there's a lot of fans like ourselves so that still listened on throughout those years when he wasn't there and still yeah. found all these amazing, amazing moments yeah so for him to come back and just sort of you know, I'm, if I'm never going to hear Dark Necessities live again, yeah, like that's terrible. That's a terrible thought because yeah. I love those and I love those albums so much. Yeah, where it's like if he's just going to ignore it because he didn't like that the Chili Peppers continued without him. Yeah, it's like I don't know. That's I don't know. I'll be the other bandmates that they still put all this time and effort into the fans that want to hear these songs, where he's just clearly like, oh well, I'm not going to do it, so I'm not going to do it type of yeah. thing. So like that's especially not, when yeah. he grew up as a fan of the band, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, like he, he yeah. was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he came in mm-hmm. like as as their guitarist, like on their fourth album. Yeah. It's not even like it was his. Like at the end of the day, it's Flea and Anthony's, yeah, baby. Like they mm-hmm. are the nucleus of of the band, yeah, and yeah, it's 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 tricky because like yeah, you, as you say, like these songs mean so much to people, and it's not even like they're not in the business of pleasing people. Like you look at their set lists. They play their hits every set list. They always open with like either Can't Stop or Around the World. They always end with Give It Away. Like they're not, 
they're not just rocking up on the day and they're like, I'm just going to play whatever I feel like. Like yeah. they care about pleasing the audience. Mm-hmm. And the same applies to the music that existed when he wasn't in the band. But yeah, it is, it is interesting with John because it, it's almost from my viewpoint. And again, this is, this is where it gets a bit armchair psychologist. Like I can't really know how someone is feeling. And I think as, as fans, sometimes maybe we go too far into this, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Um, I kind of view his take on it almost like someone who has gone back with an ex or something like that. It's like yeah. that, like he, the, the intensity of the connection that he has mm-hmm. with music when he plays it is so strong that it's almost like he can't separate the, like the music, like he can't just play the songs, you know, like if he's playing them, like, he's giving like every bit of his being to those songs. So if he has negative feelings for whatever reason, and maybe it's his responsibility to work through those things, like he can't really play them in the same way. And like, I I think like proof of that on the latest tour is like, they haven't played under the bridge for the past um, 11 shows or something. They played it like on like the third show, I think of the, of this current tour. And he was just like, bawling his eyes out essentially mm. and since then it's been on the set list for every night but they haven't played it and there hasn't been any statement about it but part of me feels like maybe something in that struck a chord um personally and because of that he doesn't like feel comfortable playing it and to me that kind of speaks of like the intensity of the connection that he has to the music for better and for worse but but then it does go back to at the end of the day like you're part of this band that means so much to so many people is is it is it on you to put that aside in order to kind of serve the people who your music matters to the most mm. is an interesting question yeah i personally feel like i'm when and because we're going to see them together yeah i i would just want them to just play whatever they wanted to play and even if that's not songs that i like i think just because to me i'd like to I just want to see them at their most natural and just see them enjoying themselves the most. But I can also fully understand that like at the end of the day, they're putting on a show, they're charging. We're not just going to their house and sitting in their basement. Like they're charging big money um, for people to see them. Mm. Like there, there is some sort of sense of like, okay, like you, you've got to be respectful of the people that you're playing to because at the end of the day, you're providing a service to them. Mm. So yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. California. 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 Um, when are we doing these peps? Are you even? Are you, are you going to mention that that we took a break, or are you just going to roll with it somehow? I'll roll with it somehow. Yeah, I think. Cool. Yeah, I probably. Wait, wait, I'll I'll do it. You'll do it. Um, okay. time for bathroom. <laughs> I love bathroom. This episode of Jams was sponsored by bathroom. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Bella Vista Hotel's bathroom. Bella Vista Hotel's bathroom. Top-notch bathroom. Very good bathrooms. <laughs> they have both the uh, air dryer and they have the paper. They got paper? They got the option. Yeah. I love the option. There's so many two places options, that don't options. have the options. Uh, and they have three women's bathrooms. Good. I what? Don't, I don't know why, but they have three oh, doors. Which to one did you go bath- to? I went to the men's one. There was okay. one men's bathroom. Right. But, but Only I, one? Oh, I don't yeah. like that. But there's there's three women's bathrooms. So the other three are just doors. Other three are just doors. doors. They, don't, they don't lead to anything. <laughs> there's not even a room behind it. It's just like it opened. And there's like nothing. Like nothing at all. Uh, Bella Vista Hotel has no bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no this episode was sponsored by No Bathrooms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, 
Um, well, I think we should do this at the end of the podcast because yeah. we have to talk afterwards. And I feel like talking true, 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 big chili in our mouth, I think yeah. would be good. All right, so back to the album. Back to the album, Bailey. Thank you very much. Thank you. What a good co-host you are. You're being a good boy. Thank you. Oh, you know, I get paid top dollar for this. How much am I paying you? A chili pepper. One chili pepper. <laughs> One chili pepper. One well, red hot chili pepper. We should acknowledge it that, Brandon, you've given us a gift. You've come yeah, from the bottom gifts. of my heart. From the bottom of my heart. Yes. I brought three cute little red hot chili peppers. For us all to munch on yep. when the time comes. Just, we, to, just to add to the experience, you know, just for us to become one with the music like <laughs> they became with the music. Exactly. It is, it's only fitting. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you've already done a little photo shoot of both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do that at the end. If you stick around for the whole episode, yeah. we'll eat a chili pepper yeah. at the end on this audio. That's the best time to mention. Stick around to the end. Halfway through <laughs> the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you need the hook. That's when you need it. <laughs> no, it's a given that they're going to listen to the first half. Exactly. Yeah. 98% of people listen to the first half of these episodes. 98% of the people, they hop off at the first bathroom time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they got to stick around and we'll make it, we'll make it audio. I will, I'll turn it into like a, like a mukbang ass. Like you'll hear me like. Yeah, that'll be good. That's you'll what hear you want. my yep. uncomfortable chewing noises. Oh, that will be Because you can't see me. Food. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> you, so you get the full experience. You, I'll, awesome. I'll make sure I cry on the on the microphone, but I, cool. I probably shouldn't because nah, every nice microphones at the Bella Vista Hotel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Every guest I've had has cried so far. Yeah, so they keep punching them. <laughs> <laughs> when they find out, they don't get paid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is gonna this is gonna do it. Yeah, that's it. And then we can finally all cry together. As the boys, we should. Mm. We should yeah. normalize crying. We should. Yeah, we should. Genuinely. Yeah. 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 We should normalize it. But that's besides the point. I was, I was nearly there talking about the 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 foul the, the um bathrooms. The f- bathrooms. Bathroom. <laughs> about the bathrooms. Yeah. On that on that deep dive that we were going on, I was like, "Damn, we're going deep into this." When you were yeah. mentioning the three doors, the three women's yeah. bathrooms, you're like, "Oh, man. <laughs> was that when I was meant to pull you back?" <laughs> <laughs> but yes, as we only have like another. Hopefully an hour. It's said till tw- it's said till one, and it is now quarter past. So we should be fine. Yeah, quarter I past twelve. So. I so think we're good. so. We're good. An hour. We got an hour. It's, it's fine. Quarter past twelve. We have till one. An hour. <laughs> Shut if up. You round up to the nearest hour. <laughs> You're not meant to make me look bad. You're my co-host. You're meant to make me look good, ball. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you want to try again? Make me look good, real quick. Um. Yeah. That's an hour. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> 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 I know time, baby. Yeah. I know numbers. I know time. Anyway, back to the album. What? A- <laughs> Sorry, well, I was going to do it. Okay, you do it. Uh, now, back to the album. <laughs> Before we went for the bathroom break, I was going to bring it back to the Blood Sugar Sex Magic where this is the first time that John Fashante left the Chili Peppers. Mm. And he's left it, what, two times now? Yeah. I believe. So after this album and then also in 08 after Stadium Arcadium. Yeah. And I think that came about because, well, there's a couple of reasons, I guess, because they were recording a studio, like the studio for this album was just in this old like house. Yeah. <laughs> this old house in, like, a bo- in Hollywood, I think yeah. it was. And they were just in there the whole time. I think it was like three month recording process. Yeah. And uh, John just lived in that house. He did not leave the house at all. Yeah. And then would have to go on this massive tour, which was very jarring, um, I, I would think for him, to being this like reclusive sort of like area for so long and just being in this like band. Like, like I was saying before, they didn't have to do anything. They didn't have yeah. to wash their clothes, didn't have to make their bed, didn't have to do anything. This the person, people would do that for them. Yeah. So going back into the real world and then not only going back into the real world like any normal person in the Red Hot Chili Peppers on this brand new album that you're now touring. I think it was stadiums at this point. Now we're getting bigger yeah. at least. 
prior to Mother's Milk when he first joined, when there was still like, they weren't a club band, but they were still not the biggest, yeah. not half as big as they are now. And I think he, John sort of said that was one of the reasons why he left because that fame basically, doing these big shows, he loved the intimacy of these smaller venues too. Yeah. He could see the crowd and he could see they were responding. Yeah. Now there's a big disconnect because they're on this big stage and everyone else is down below. Yeah. I think John dis disconnected himself from that. And that yeah. was one of the reasons why he left after the tour. I think mid tour, actually someone else had to yeah. cover him Yeah, during the, um, this tour after the app release. Yeah. But yeah, he was, he left and did, wouldn't rejoin until what? 98, I think. Cause yeah. Californication came out in 99. So that, I think that was the first album with him back yeah. since leaving. But I don't know. A lot of people would like, you know, would love to have, the stadium tours and have this professional, like this amazing album out and having all these fans wanting to see you. Yeah. But it's just, it's strange to feel like that's clearly not for everyone. It's clearly yeah. like, it's, it's a lot of jarring. It's a lot of negatives that we wouldn't really understand. Yeah. And it, to the point where he would just leave the band completely. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just surprised, sort of surprised that he would leave one of the biggest bands or becoming one yeah. of the biggest bands because they, he, he would rather them stay at a smaller level. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah. yeah. It just shows. Yeah. Just the, um, where his priorities were yeah. at with music. Yeah. In in my opinion, just that at the end of the day, it was all about the feeling. It was all about how everything made him feel, not like what he could earn or this, that, and the other. Mm. And I feel like the same applies with him leaving the band. Like he, again, he left the band in 2008. Like they had everything like they, they, he, they didn't even need to, to work all the time. You know, they could have just gone on a tour. He could have just gotten all the big bucks and then he could have gone off and do, whatever he wanted, but he seems so all or nothing when it comes to music where he was like, no, nah, like this way of operating, I don't want to do it. I, I want to just like go live by myself and just make electronic music for 10 years. Mm. And that's kind of what he did. And I don't like, no matter how many interviews I've listened to of him, I don't understand. I don't understand why I don't understand how he works, but he's just one of those people that like, I know, so I know something's going on and maybe I won't even ever be able to understand it, but he's just being true to himself and he has been from the start. And I guess I just have to respect that. And there's just certain people that I meet that, that give me that feeling. Like I met someone last night who I won't name yep. in case they'll, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a diss or anything. Like, I think it's really cool. Yep. I met someone last night, a director, and they're, they're kind of like, they're just someone who, when you meet them, you just get the sense that like, they, they're not living based off what society thinks they should do or like how the world is meant to operate or anything like that. They're just, they, they have this world inside them and they're just like operating based off that in this extremely unfiltered way. Mm. And sometimes that can be a bit jarring. Sometimes it leads to moments in social interactions that are a bit um, unexpected or uncomfortable. But then at the same time, I kind of have to respect it because I think one thing that the Red Hot Chili Peppers are to so many people is a glimpse of that escape, you know? Because I, I feel like like they are such a popular band at the end of the day. Like we're, we're going to go to the show. I feel like majority of people who are going to go see them, like that in their daily lives, they don't really do anything that's out of societal norms. They don't really like, they're not like burning down buildings and like doing whatever crazy things. Yeah. They're, like they're just living yeah. like, like a, a life that is like socially acceptable by our society at this time and going to that show um, and seeing Flea on stage dressed with like stuffed animals, like stitched yeah. onto his pants being like, yeah. Yeah. And Anthony Kiedis just being like this, but California. Like, yeah. I think it just gives people that just like that momentary escape of like, 
what if we just what if we just let go of all of these things what if we just let go of all of these societal norms all of these long-term ambitions all of these like greater sources of meaning and what if we just like rocked out what if we just embraced the moment what if we just followed our feeling Mm. and i i I feel like people get something out of that even if even if their their whole life isn't like that just that little kind of moment where they can dip into that world can sometimes be enough just to like keep them going when they're they're just tired of like wearing a suit every day like and why are we like doing all these things why are we walking on this side of the road why are we why are we printing money? What even is money? It's all just paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's all these things and it just gets too much to a point. And sometimes you want to just let go mm. and just, just exist and just vibe and just let loose. And I feel like that's what, that's the power of their music a lot of the time to me. Mm. And I feel like that's the power of this album as well. Like just, yeah, just, just letting loose, just, yeah. just getting funky with it. Being completely yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember Flea saying like in an interview that he would um like, when he's playing bass, that, that that's all that matters in the world, in the yeah. galaxy. Like yeah. it was like him and like his unknown being, like he, he's talked more like he's more the middle ground. Like he's, he's more the amplifier for this, yeah. this being that, you know, that no one else can see. Yeah. Um, and then, so he doesn't even think about it. Like he's not even conscious of when he's playing the bass half the time. Like yeah. he's just so natural. and so ingrained in him. Like he's just so free to yeah. the point where he doesn't realize anything else is going on. He's taking, you know, if that being is real or not, whatever, but he still believes that, there is that something else there sort of guiding him yeah. and he just lets that take complete control. Yeah. And I feel like the rest of the band would still feel like that. They don't go to social norms and stuff like that. They don't really give a shit about that type of stuff, especially yeah. back then in 91. Yeah. They were just, yeah, so free. <laughs> they couldn't give two shits about what the fuck was going on in the yeah. world. They were just by themselves in this little house, on his mansion, sorry, and just rocking out. Yeah. And they was, yeah, they were just being so free. And I feel like it still is the way now. I still believe that Chili Peppers still feel like that. Yeah. Like you said, like back in 08, they were already so famous. They had Stadium Arcadium out. They didn't have to make any more music. Yeah. But, and when John left, yeah. like John assumed that that was going to be it because, well, they've already done everything. Why would yeah. they need to keep going? Yeah. But then, you know, look at it, 2022 now, they've just released a fucking killer album. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to slow down anytime soon. Yeah. And so you could see that that is just their love for that feeling of just being free. Yeah. That, that love of just creating music where you're not concerned in anything else in life right now. You're concerned in that music. Yeah. And I feel like Chili Peppers have consistently had that in their music. Yeah. Because I think it's just such an, it's ingrained in all of them, in all four of them. Yeah. And even whatever guitarist they have at the time, if it's John, if it's Josh, there's still, yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things about Chili Peppers that at least I love them so much for yeah. is that they are free. Like they make the music they want to make. Yeah. People hated the I'm with you. People yeah. hated getaway. Yeah. Half the people still don't like unlimited love, yeah. but they don't give a shit. They're yeah. making the music that they want to make. Yeah. Like John hasn't come back. He, he was the first album back in 10 years. Yeah. And he could have been killing the guitar solos, every song he could have been the lead, but you're hearing unlimited love. Like he's yeah. not the lead in most songs. Yeah. Like he usually flee pushing the jams and stuff yeah. like that. So just little things like that where you can see that they are just doing what, what they feel is right at the time and it's yeah. just so freeing to yeah. listen to, you know? And Rick yeah. Rubin definitely helped that process along. Yeah. Like he just, definitely. just encouraging that and just hearing hearing Rick Rubin talk about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm. it just validates my love for them. And I don't know if you've heard him talk about them as well, but like when he was talking about that first jam mm. that um that he sat in on with John back in the band and he was just saying he just cried. Like mm. he just couldn't help it but cry. Yeah. And it's just such an interesting um it's just such an interesting image, right? Because I've been thinking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers and I don't, I don't want to pose this question 
I mean, obviously, I've been thinking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers because well, we're yeah. on a podcast where we talk about bathrooms. <laughs> occasionally, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But um, I was I was thinking like, what is it like? What is it about their music? What is it about the feeling that that made it that like when I when I heard that album when I was like I don't know. 12, 13, whatever, how many years old, something changed irreversibly. Like my life irreversibly changed. What is it about this album? What is it about their music? People may think that Red Hot Chili Peppers is not the kind of music that would make a grown man cry, you know? Like yeah. it, that would make like Rick Rubin start bawling just because they're doing like funky jams, right? Yeah. Because you think, okay, funky jams, it's just like chill vibes, you know? But there's, but there's something, there's just something more to that and i just want to maybe like put that out to you especially um in reference to the album that we're talking about like yeah. how would you and it's hot like feelings are hard to describe mm. but how would you describe the feelings of blood sugar in particular when you like, when you listen to it or does it depend on where you're at yeah no good question there's um i think the thing that's drawn me to chili peppers and sort of kept me there is anthony Kiedis's lyrics they are so abstract the most majority of the yeah. time that for the most people, anyone just listening to it on the radio, they're like, he doesn't talk. He's not talking about anything. It's gibberish. Yeah. But because like there is lyrics when he's writing it, he is writing about stuff. He's not just putting words on the page yeah. for the sake of it. Like he is telling a story. Yeah. And I feel like the interpretation of that story changes so much to anyone listening. We can all listen to the same song and have three different opinions on it. Yeah. Even if it's exactly the same song. Yeah. And you, I don't think that would happen with a lot of other bands. Yeah. And then so, yeah, especially in this album, how <laughs> sexualized yeah. a lot of the words were, uh, like a lot of the lyric, lyrics, like that's more, more consistent, I feel like, in this album than all the other ones. Yeah. But it's still, there. there is a beauty to, especially the lyrics that sort of just kept me coming back. Mm. Like there are just so many songs that it matters how I'm feeling at the moment and then they sort of correlate to that. So, yeah, if I'm, you know, if I'm feeling happy or I'm being sad about a certain thing, a lot of Chili Peppers songs can talk about that to me. Mm. And there's no other band that does that. There's no other band that I can just put them on. And it, it's sort of like, it's like a chameleon almost where it's like, it alters the sort of music alters itself to how I'm feeling at the time mm. because it is so free. I can sort of like, I've just, that's why I've sort of stayed there. Cause I can sort of tap into that. And I always have something there that can relate to however I'm feeling at the time. Like specific songs or do you feel mm. like everything on a whole? It, like if you, yeah. so if you were to like, if you were feeling say like, if you're feeling more down and yeah. you put the album on, yeah. are you? Is every album kind of going to? Uh, is it sorry? Is every song going to feel different to you in that moment, or is it more so that you know that there's specific songs that you would yeah. want to listen to? Yeah, I think it's specific songs. Like I always said, uh, yeah, if I'm feeling a certain way, I would yeah put a certain Chili Peppers song on. Mm. Um, and this album, it isn't my favorite Chili Peppers album. I think a lot of people like talking to a lot of Chili Peppers fans. This is in their like top three. Yeah. And I say I would say this is my top five, but it isn't my number one. Mm. Like this isn't peak Chili Peppers in my opinion. Yeah. Because coming in from I'm with you, that's what my starting point was. Yeah. This is just very different from that. Yeah. And I still love this album. I still yeah. you know it's a Chili Peppers album. It's still one of my greatest albums of all time. Yeah. But comparing it to all the other songs and all the other albums, I don't listen to it as much. Mm. But there's still, yeah, there's still, yeah, a lot of songs in this album that I just, yeah, completely love. I think like Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, the actual song. Yeah. I love that so much. The jam yeah. and like, I listen to that probably the most. Yeah. It's just the easiest to listen. Yeah. And I feel like it doesn't sort of ha matter how I'm feeling at the time. I can put that on and feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel, but I can do that. With, I can just put Chili Peppers on Shuffle yeah. and then have that sort of similar thing. Dude, that song yeah. is just like that. That song feels like mm -hmm. something is just being like injected into your veins. Like you just like you just like took some drug and it just like went straight to your veins. It's just like yeah, 
something about it's just like so intense mm. the feeling in that song mm. and i feel that on other songs as well from the album but especially that that song mm. um, the chorus of that song it's just so it just feels like to me when i listen to it it feels like standing on like the top of a mountain and there's like just the craziest wind ever yeah. and you're just like holding on to the bars <laughs> when the chorus yeah. hits yeah it's just something and, and i don't even know what it is mm. again like i don't know what it is and then yeah but but there's there's kind of like a there's a, there's a sadness to it as well. Mm. Maybe sadness isn't even the right word. There's some like melancholy to all of the songs on that album. And I feel like that's one thing that really sets sets it apart from a lot of their other albums is like even even the funkiest songs have some they have some underlying different feeling yeah. that that's that makes it more than just that, you know? Mm. And I think that's one one thing I feel about don't get me wrong, I love I love the new album, but one thing I feel listening to the new album is it almost feels two-dimensional. It feels like this is the funky song. It gets funky. This is the this song. It gets like this. Right. Um, this is the the more mellow song. It's more mellow. Whereas like you listen to like, I don't know, you listen to Breaking the Girl, right? Mm. How do you even how do you even conceptualize what feeling that is meant to have? Like it's not it's it's kind of rocking, it's kind of uplifting mm. it's mysterious it's ghostly it's it's sad it's i don't know it's it's so many feelings that i can't even fully articulate and same with blood sugar sex magic like it's rocking mm. but it's got something else as well there's just there's these different feelings in it and yeah i don't know like i've never really been one for um to i guess believe in paranormal things which is interesting given the the, my artist name, Gentle Ghosts. Yep. Um, there is something sort of intangible about this album in particular that I, I, yeah, I just, I keep coming back to it. I can't even, can't even comprehend it. And it's, I just, I like, no matter how many times I listen to it, I'm trying, I'm trying so hard. I'm trying to listen to the guitars, the bass, the vocals. I'm trying to understand like what, what is going on in this song that's making me feel this way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Like, which sucks because this is like an, this is a podcast. We're meant to talk about it. But my biggest, going back to listening to this album in the last week, the more I listen to it, the less I know about it. Right. The, the, yeah, less, yeah. the less I understand about it, the less I like, yeah, it just, it just, it truly like all that stuff that Rick Rubin and everything would say about like just the spirits of music and the the kind of ghostly presence yeah. in that house and everything. It's just making more and more sense to me because I just, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, and, yeah. What, what is this album? <laughs> it's just, I just can't even yeah. comprehend it. And I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> just, which is weird, right? Yeah. Because it's the red hot chili peppers. You'd think it would be so straightforward, but yeah. it's, it's not to me. Mm. Like, like mm. <laughs> I don't know what, can we can we swear on this podcast? Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this album, and I just the more I say it, I'm just like, what even is this? Yeah. I'm losing my mind right now talking about it. And that is crazy that you know you don't even know why you love it so much, but you love it so much, and you know yeah, that. You know, I've tried, to, I've tried yeah. to figure it out. I've been trying, yeah. like I've been listening to this album like yeah. the past. I uh, like however long. I've been, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been listening to it since I was like 12 years old. But yeah. like in the lead up to this podcast, I've been yeah. trying. I've been sitting there like. Okay, what's what's going on? And the more I listen to it, I'm just like, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> almost it's the it's almost the worst choice for a podcast for me because it's probably the hardest album for me to talk about. Yeah. But it's the easiest album for me to confidently say is like one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. 
I don't know why. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. And I. Yeah. I maybe I almost hope that I never know why yeah. because there's almost something. Um, as someone who makes music, and um, I think everyone can feel this in different areas of life. Like whether it's food, like food is like this amazing thing, and then you learn how to make it, and it's almost like the magic is gone in a way. You know that that right. sort of like that wonder of like how did they do that? How did yeah. they pull that off? The more you kind of learn about music, the more you break it down the harder it is, like the, the less often you get that feeling of just wonder of just like, how did this even happen? And I still feel that with this album. Yeah. So I almost hope that I'd never figure that out, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if they could figure it out because if they could figure it out, they would do it again. Which, yeah. And the crazy thing is, yeah, you listen to Unlimited Love, right? Then latest album. Yeah. There's so many songs that draw influence from even Josh era stuff. Yeah. It draws influence from Stadium Arcadium, yeah. draws influence from, by the way, a lot of like, by the way, inspired stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff from their earlier records, some stuff from like Freaky Style. I can even see some influence, some 90s sort of grunge influence. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's like the feeling in Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I can't find that anywhere in the new album for me personally yeah. i can't find that feeling anywhere so it's almost like they don't even know yeah. what happened when they were making that album like yeah even though i'm pretty sure they recorded or wrote a lot of the album in the same studio mm. for this latest album like right, yeah. yeah like yeah. that that haunted house or whatever did they go back to it yeah they went back love. to it no yeah way. Oh my it's God, crazy yeah that. yeah wow. i'm pretty sure yeah but they, they, i don't think they know how to Mm. yeah i don't know it's just yeah it's just some some things like that like and maybe maybe i should put the question forward like is there anything like what to you what to the people in this room is just beyond comprehension to the point where you're just gobsmacked and you you just you just haven't like you you can do nothing but just sit back and wonder and just be like well mm. okay i just have to i just have to accept that it is what it is i may never understand it yeah. But it just is what it is. Like what what things like are there any things in the world that, that give either of you to similar feelings? Uh, maybe the sun. I don't know. Sun's pretty wild. <laughs> the sun. Like, yeah, the sun. Yeah. The sun, yeah. Like you look at it and we understand a lot about it, but like in terms of scale, I don't think most people really appreciate it's massive. Yeah. We're pretty big. Yeah. But we're not that big. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Just I don't know. The scale of size of everything yeah. is just mm. something that I think about sometimes. I'm An like, atom. Yeah. I'm like a particle. Yeah, some guy named Adam. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. so small. You see a guy named Adam and, uh, and then he smart. looks at the yeah. sun yeah. and you're like, Man, the difference. Like, but then I think about the difference between Adam and myself. I'm quite tall. Yes. And there's no like to the sun, exactly the same thing. We're nothing. Yeah. Are you saying we're nothing? Yeah, but I understand that. So maybe this is the wrong answer. <laughs> I think you understand that. Do you feel do you feel the nothingness or do you feel the everythingness? Because like are you are you are you the main character right now or are you the speck of dust in the universe? I'm the speck of dust. Every time I'll pick the speck of dust. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I, like it's a good that's just disregarding chili peppers for a second. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, a I'm br bring it back to unrelated <laughs> yeah and back to the goddamn sun <laughs> but i feel like there are like yeah mainly two types of people where people who do think um, that this is their story yeah and this is their you know i am number one i am the main character in my yeah. story type of thing yeah and then other people who are like well no like, that's not how but, you see it. but like life. if you're not the main character yeah. in that story yeah and whose story is it it's not anyone's story 
So you get to choose if it's your story. Mm. And you could go between the two. Yeah. yeah. You could spend some time as the main character. Yeah. And sometimes as the secondary character. Honestly, it's probably healthier. Yeah. I think I think so. I think yeah. taking a step back and be like, yeah, this isn't about me. Yeah. And this isn't my moment. Yeah. This is someone else's. Yeah. This is someone else's thing. Yeah. I think that's very healthy to have. Yeah. And I think just, I think that's where sort of like people who are like self in indulgent with themselves and like full of themselves basically is because they consistently think that oh it's just me yeah my time yeah. i'm talking right now yeah. everyone's listening my story type yeah. of mentality yeah and i feel like that can get very toxic very quickly yeah i feel like that's very interesting that some people can sort of like the you know if they're the sun you know they're the sun in their story and everything else all these other planets are just their friends but they're the sun they're the thing that gets everything going yeah. keeps everything alive man to to go back to that, <laughs> yep. that you get album, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's almost like what they're doing when they're making their music. In my mind, is like they're trying to they're reaching down into their subconscious and just bringing, just trying to bring out things. You know, they're just trying, they're just searching inwards and trying to see what comes out, whatever comes out, whatever spills out. They're just gonna excavate it and bring it out, yeah, bring it out into the world. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't know. I feel like we all have so much inside us to explore and bring out into the world and i just i just think that's amazing whether or not people choose to do that yeah. i feel like everyone has that within them which is cool yeah. you know it's not just like flea can can do that or whatever like everyone can do that everyone yeah. has this whole universe inside them mm. that they can dig down into and express but they just may not feel like they're qualified to do that or that they yeah. are good enough to do that but that's mm-hmm. that's just a societal thing that's not you feel Arco like it really is. That's where music comes from. Like that's just what it is. It's a byproduct of exploring that stuff internally or hundred percent. I feel like that's and that's why I feel like everyone can do music. And that's why it makes me so sad when I talk to people and they'll be like, Oh yeah. Um I like music. I'm like, Oh, do you make any music? And they'll be like, Oh, no, nah, I can't make music, but like sometimes I'll play around on a keyboard or something, you know what I mean? As mm-hmm. if it's this thing like you either make music or you don't make music. And if you're not like good enough at music, then you can't do music. Cause I, I always just think back to like, imagine we were like before technology, before keyboards, before anything. And like the only people you know is like the 15 other people in your tribe or something. Music is just, is just this. It's literally just. I, I hope this isn't insensitive. I mean this in the most like profound way possible because I feel like back then without all of those societal distractions, music was just something that everyone shared. Like there was no concept of, oh no, this person's doing the good music. This person's the successful one. This yeah. person's making the most money. Money didn't exist. All these things didn't exist. It was just this shared consciousness through music that everyone could connect to. And I feel like somewhere along the line, we've lost that to the point where some people feel like, oh yeah, I can do music. And most people feel like, oh no, music's not for me. Like like when you hit a deep drum and it hits you in your gut, that makes you feel something. That's music, you know? Like somewhere along the line, it's become this thing of like, you, you either do it or you don't do it. And if you if you don't do it well enough, then you're not part of the music club. And for my whole life, maybe not my whole life, but... Yeah, I'd say my whole life it's just been a battle of trying to feel like I can be part of the club and trying to and then trying to bring that onto other people mm. because I always I da- like daily I'm battling with myself to feel like I can be in the music club or whatever club it is, you know, it doesn't even have to be music, it could be I don't know, whatever I'm trying to do, the software engineering club, the the science club, the yeah, just just trying to convince myself that no, I can be part of this. I'm not it's not like I don't belong to this thing 
Um, and just trying to, yeah, I just wish other people would feel that way as well. Cause yeah, it just, it just limits what we let ourselves do, you know? Yeah. I feel, I feel like it's a lot of, yeah, mentality and it's a lot of like, if you believe you can do it, then you can sort of do it. It sounds generic, yeah. but when you look at like, you know, people who have been brought up in like a musical household or like their parents have been in the music industry yeah. for the most part, they can play an instrument and they can sing or they can do something because they've even been taught at a young age, but they, mentally they're like, no, I can do this. Yeah. And like you'll even look at Flea. Flea, when he, before he joined the Chili Peppers, like he didn't know bass. Yeah. And then like Halel sat him down, taught him bass. And two weeks later, he was on stage. Yeah. Like two weeks of playing bass and you're on stage and not giving a goddamn shit and you're fucking gunning it. Yeah. And everyone loved it. No one, I, you know, like no one would have like given a shit. And even if they, free, and even if they didn't, yeah. he didn't care. He didn't, he, he didn't let yeah. that stop him, you exactly. know? Like, whereas I feel like so many people would just. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't even make that decision, no. me included, you know? Yeah, and go up on stage. And just do that, you know? Two weeks after learning <laughs> an instrument, going up on stage. It doesn't matter how big or small the, the stage it's is. It's still a stage. Yeah. And then going up and just being free, like that mentality is so healthy. And there'll yeah. be so many more, like so much amazing music out there if more people, including ourselves, would think like that, you know? Yeah. And, um, and that's what's good about music now is that, you know, these old bedroom musicians and stuff like that, anyone can make a song. And there's so many people out there who that mentality is slowly but surely starting to change where yeah. it's like, no, I can do this. I can go and sort of make music and type of thing. Like, yeah. you know, I could go and make a podcast and I can go and do YouTube videos and yeah. I can do shit like this because, because I, because I believe I can, you yeah. know, and that's the only thing that was stopping me all these years ago was just like, Oh no, nah, I'm not a personality. I can't talk on a podcast and no one's going to listen to it and stuff like that. When it just, as soon as I started thinking like, no, I want, I want to do it. <laughs> I'm going to just, I, I want, I, I think it's to be interesting and I really enjoy it. And then now, you know, like the first episode just came out a couple yeah. of days ago and it's been an amazing feeling like yeah. to have that out there, yeah. to be able to go on Spotify and see an artwork that I did. Yeah. Or like, yeah, and it's just amazing. And the podcast and like, it's like the podcast and like, listen to the work that I've worked on in my own room yeah. for months to have it out there. And you can probably tell yeah. like with your song out, like your yeah. puzzle song out, like, yeah. you know, having this work that you just, like, no one else told you you can and can't do it, but you just decided, okay, no, I'm going to go and do this thing. And now it's out in the world. And I yeah. think that is a really amazing feeling. And I think the ceiling for that has gotten so much lower that anyone, I'm not anybody, but I can go and do a podcast. I can go do whatever the fuck I want. I can go make an album tomorrow if yeah. I wanted to quality or not. <laughs> I can go and do that. And I think that mentality is like, is is more 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 consistent than it used to be because yeah. of the availability of it. Like I've done all of this for free, basically. Yeah, the ceiling is so low. Yeah, that really, anyone can do it. Yeah, so more people are doing it. Yeah, you know. And yeah. How did you get to that point of being like, nah, I, I I'm just gonna do it. I just want to do it. It was a lot of the years of I started doing YouTube when I was younger. And I regretted stopping it because I really enjoyed it. It yeah. was a lot of fun. And I regretted not doing it throughout my late teens and into my early 20s because I'm 24 now. And yeah, it was just a couple of years, like especially leading up to it. Like I was in a relationship and um, like the relationship was great, but it was just, I wanted to, you know, it, I felt like during that, I'm like, shit, I really want to start like doing this YouTube thing. I was want to, I want to create somehow, but then there was always something there was like, it was a very, like, you know, there was just life stuff going on. I was either working or something else going on where I didn't have any sort of time, I felt. Like, I could have made more time, but I chose not to. That was completely on me. Yeah. But then, yeah, as soon as, you know, everything sort of stopped there and I had all this free time and I was like, no, I, I want to do this. I, I sort of just thought to myself, I sort of just sat down and this is the first time 
in a long time, even prior to that relationship where I just had, it was just me and my thoughts, yeah. you know, I had no distractions for a little bit. Yeah. And I really had to think about it. It sucked at first, the first like months of just having no distraction and nothing else there. It was terrible. It was, yeah. it sucked. But then it came to the point where it's like, no, I got to start enjoying what I do. I got to start, you know, I'm, you know, I can't let just work be my whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't just let all these like goals, you know, because the social norms want us, want us to get there. You know what I mean? Sort of control the way I choose. It still does. Of course, like, of course I still want to save a lot of money and, you know, buy a house and do all this stuff and all these normal things, but making time to do what I feel like what I'm passionate about has been very rewarding. It's been stressful. Like even today, I've like this morning was so stressful because I'm like, what if I come in here? What if something goes wrong? What What if I say something stupid? What if I don't make any sense? Yeah. But as soon as I came in, we started talking. Yeah. All that is has been I've been enjoying the last like two hours yeah. so much and it's been amazing and then like I don't know it's just it's been I enjoy life a little bit more now that I'm sort of just putting myself a bit more first I guess I could yeah. say and the first time in ever almost yeah you know um and it wasn't just because of any one person or anything it was just more me sitting down especially in isolation and having time to think about what I want to do in life and it was like. I I don't want to work nine to five every day and then only live for the weekends for the rest yeah. of my life. It's time to be the sun. It's time to be the sun, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Yeah. Like I want to I want to enjoy what I do, and of course I'm not going to quit my job right now to continue on this podcast and yeah. then mess myself up financially. But you know, having this here and having this creative outlet has been mentally really good. Yeah. It's been mentally like yeah, amazing. That's so good. But how about for you? Have you been sort of we got 10 minutes left. Whoopsies. That's all right. We'll wrap it up soon, but it's all right. Yeah. So yeah. So how was that for you? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's interesting. It's a, like, there's definitely the story of how I got here, but then there's the story of like you Sorry. saying, right. <laughs> that's all good. Yeah. Just the story of the right, the right here. And now, like talking about coming here today, like I think, I mean, I was nervous as well from a perspective of like, Oh, like, like it's a podcast. Pod, like what, what, what is a podcast? You know? Like what, like people listen to, <laughs> sorry, I'm just dying here. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. Like people listen to a podcast for entertainment and uh, like, I'm not an, like feeling like, oh, I'm not an entertaining person, blah, blah, this, this, that, and the other. But then, but then once we got here, it was fine. Just talking about it and everything, like it, it was just been good. But then I think the thing that I've kind of been, it's interesting bring up the whole kind of sun point, right? Because I think the, the struggle the struggle that I've been on right now, and I think the struggle with my solo project, the reason why, the a big reason why I haven't been putting things out, even though it's been sitting there for so long, is because doing a solo project, it puts me in that place of everything revolves around me, which isn't isn't even inherently unhealthy. But there were a lot of times growing up where I feel like I lived a lot of my life where everything was just revolving around me. And then I reached a certain age where I had um, a realization of those things. And I kind of went like completely the opposite. Like I did everything out of my way to not do that. Like I did everything I could to be there for everyone else and like everything and just, just try to absolve myself of any like ego or pride or anything like that as much as I possibly could and not make things about me. And I mean, that's like, that's what the music that I I do majority of the time is. It's like, I'm working with someone else. I'm helping them achieve their vision. So then it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel like I'm a selfish person because I feel like I'm, I'm helping them 
achieve what they want to achieve. But then when it comes to making my own things, I'm feel, I just get sort of like, oh, I'm just taking up too much space right now. I'm just talking too much right now. And even even on this podcast, it's hard. Obviously, it's it, it's such a like all encompassing dynamic. Like when we took the bathroom break and I took my headphones off, I was like, whoa, like we, we really went deep into this. I don't know what it is about this. Dy- there's something about it, but the, the, it's sort of a dynamic where it's not the same as just just a conversation, because even though it is a conversation, there's this dynamic of the host and the guest. So then I'm feeling like, okay, I'm the guest. So then I'm kind of operating slightly differently to if I was just having a conversation, but then I just get, it just leads me to just get in my head about it. You know, like, am I being too, am I being too self-absorbed? Am I making things all about myself? You know, that whole kind of mental rabbit hole. So I think that that's kind of been the biggest thing that I've kind of been negotiating with recently with, 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 um, letting myself do things is just how to, yeah, how to balance just making space for myself and not feeling like I'm a terrible person mm. for doing it. It's a, uh, it's interesting. I don't have the answers, mm. but yeah, that's where I'm at. I think as soon as you get out of your own way, you, uh, at least personally, when I get out of my way, I'm a lot happier for it. Mm. If I have time to sit and think about things or I let that side of me, like that sort of introverted side come out Yeah. for the most part, I feel like I, I would be I would be more happier if I was like not in my own way most of the time. Mm. Like I feel like I'm my own detri- my biggest detriment. I feel the exact same. Yeah, I feel like I'm yeah my worst enemy. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Like no one else is no one else wants anything bad for me. No, of course. That's what I'm hoping for. Except <laughs> Bailey. Yeah, <laughs> except ba- Bailey. Why do why do why do we sabotage ourselves so much? Why yeah. are we our worst enemy? It's, it's exactly. weird, you know. Yeah. No one else is up to the challenge. <laughs> why are we so good at it as well yeah like what's 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 our problem with ourselves yeah right? like yeah i'm genuinely curious i i don't know and maybe mm. it's different for everyone but yeah yeah i relate to that feeling mm. of just being our yeah we're, we're the thing that stands in our way mm. i want to be more like flea i want to be just, exactly. and just just get on stage after two weeks yeah. of doing something and yeah. be like i don't care what people think i, I just want to play bass i'm just going to do that you know yeah exactly so, so that's why yeah mm. i'm going to do a show um, in August, which is the first time I'm ever doing like a solo show. Oh my god! No which is exciting, but it's terrifying yeah. as yeah. well. And it brings up all these feelings of like, oh, like yeah, everything I was talking about. But yeah, I just want to be more like Flea yeah. when it comes to that, and just try to embody that as right. best I can. That's amazing. In August, that's not far from yeah. now. Well, I'll be yeah. there. Bailey, you're gonna be there. Yeah, probably. Eddie, we'll both be there. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. the band manager. You're the. Ba- <laughs> so for anyone listening to the podcast, if they want to come, yep, because Here we go. This, I mean. Only if this is if this has come out before or after, I'm not sure. But probably after. on the 25th of August, yep. if you saw the show, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> if, if it hasn't happened yet, feel free yep. to come. But yeah, you'll you'll know how that went before I do right now. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we should wrap it up because we're running out of time. But yeah, please, yeah, promote anything you like or your yeah, gen- gentle gentle ghosts. Um, you can find me on Instagram, gentle ghosts music, I believe, and Spotify, gentle ghosts. By the time you hear this, there there probably will be more than one song out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that one song's amazing. Well, yeah. puzzled. The official theme song of James. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I appreciate you coming out and doing this. And this is the first day we've actually met each other. So yeah. I know that would have been like, yeah, it, was like it was like it was like a friendship date. It know? was like a friendship it was like a blind date. date <laughs> exactly. It's like I'm, I'm committed to going to watch like the Red Hot Chili Peppers with this man. That yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I know. We bought tickets. But a friend of Bailey's is a friend of mine, so I just I felt confident doing That's that. It. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. No, I appreciate and I'm really glad you. I did. Yeah. No. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I appreciate, I'm really happy how everything turned out. And thank you so much for yeah coming out. Thank you for this. having me on. And thank you to my lovely co-host, Paul. 
Well, yeah, man. yeah, I'm, I'm here. Um, you it's are. It's been here. good. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. I've enjoyed it. How does it feel? Podcast firsthand. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be good. Instead of just listening to episode one on Spotify. Yes. Yeah, which was really good too. Thank you. Oh yeah. How do you rate your your album choice? Oh yeah, you got to rate your own album choice as like as like a <laughs> one to ten. One to ten J Man points. Mm, like like on like on a from just, a my scale or whatever scale I want. Was it insane clown posse was one insane. <laughs> Insane Clown Posse was a one. And what was- You're allowed to choose your own scale. Yeah, you can do whatever scale you want. It's fine. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 perfect. Would you say genuinely a perfect album? Everyone listen to this. Yes. 10 yes. out of 10. There we are. Yeah. It's perfect album. No questions. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, sweet. Okay, well, we'll leave it there. Um, was, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, we got to eat this chili. Is time. Bailey just looked at me with a chili in his hand. And how could I have Where's forgotten? Where's my chili? Where'd you put your- Where's your chili? Were you playing with it? Oh, it's on the floor. I'm eating a floor chili. Oh, God. Let's do okay. It. Give me one second. One second. All right. And we've got to be really quick. I know. We've got to be really quick. Two minute chili. Man, we're going to go out. We're going to be crying. <laughs> That's the way to go out. Yeah. Chili cam, who's going to eat first? Are we going to eat all at the same one. time? Are we going to eat at the same time? I'm going to put my cans back all on. All into the mics. Oh, we got, we're going to all in this bowl. Head bowl. Brandon. Okay. We got chili it. Chili. Right, I'll just do, I'll do it again. Yeah. Uh, delicious. Yum, 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 yum. Chili time. Are we doing a whole thing? Oh, God. Mm. Oh god! Ooh! <laughs> Whoa! <clears throat> Hello! Ooh. You can get spicy ones. <laughs> Ooh! Really? Jesus Christ! Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh! Oh, that is rough. I'm not good at this. Whoa! You didn't even finish your. You spilt seeds. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Woo! Red Hot Chili Peppers! <laughs> California, baby! <laughs> we didn't bring up California, California once. Oh, God. California <laughs> thoughts. Rate it one to ten. <laughs> it looks nice. Ball, water me. Be a good host. Bailey. California. California, uh, go. Ten. Go. Out of ten. Break California. Please. Ten. Please, right now. Hey, good. Good. It's have good. you been spicy? Yeah. You have like you been it? to California? No. How many syllables does it have? Right now. California. That's four. <laughs> good job. Bob. What if it was five near? California. 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 That's three. California. <sighs> oh man. Regret. That was a terrible oh, idea. We pack up Regret. <laughs> right. We gotta leave it there. Thank you so much for listening to episode six of Jabs. Oh my God. Chili's every episode. Whoa. I am not good with hot food. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Jane, man. Uh, how are you so okay? It's just chilly. <coughs> it's just chilly. Oh my oh. god, this guy. Alright, we gotta pack up. We gotta go. Bye guys. Bye bye. Here is a new game. Okay. Basketball, but all the balls are cubes, and you actually just build things out of them. How do you win? <laughs> I mean...
Fair enough. <laughs> All right, do you want to start your podcast? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Is what this it, not the podcast? This is, is, not, I, is this oh, not? Okay, the, this no, I think we started. I think. Wait, what, am yeah. I in the wrong? Am I in the wrong studio? Like, <laughs> yeah, you just stumbled into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Like that square. Balls. I came prepared. Like I bought like fourteen basketballs in the last week, and I've just been feeling them. It's just, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I did ask you to do that. Mm. Wait, is he just, hijacking my podcast? This is my podcast. <laughs> Wait, who are you? Yeah. Oh, Wait, what are you doing uh, here? Who this am is, I? This is my co-host. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on a hot no, he's dang a, minute. He's a basketball novice. I'm a he's basketball. heard of the sport. I've heard of the sport. But he doesn't know. You know, he was talking about rolling. That's not part of basketball. That's never been part of basketball. Yeah, never. He's thinking of bowling. <laughs> thinking of bowling. <laughs> now, bowling is a sport I think we could use a cube ball for. Okay, I don't mm. mean to cut you off, but we have about an hour and a half in this room. <laughs> and you don't, don't mean to cut me off. I don't mean to, but I will exactly, cut you off. That's exactly what you did. <laughs> so you didn't mean to. No. But then you continue to do exactly what you yeah, said. I was just being polite. I did mean to. I just thought I'd be a it wasn't polite, polite thing to say. <laughs> no, it would be nicer than just cutting you off, I would think. 